The force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death, I fear. Something terrible has happened. Young Skywalker is in pain. Dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, children of all ages, Jedi, Sith, and all you rescue motherfuckers, to another action-packed edition of the New Force Order for Life podcast. We are a Star Wars podcast, and if you have not realized that by now, tough shit. Move along. Nothing to see here. These aren't the fucking podcasts you're looking for, you stupid prick. That's right. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Anyhow. But I digress. I am one-third of your hosts. I am a pro wrestler, Star Wars aficionado, multi-time champion, sexiest Greek man alive, so suck it, Stamos. (laughs) (laughs) I am the Greek god Papadon, a.k.a. GZP. Alongside with me, there's a Sith ghost somewhere in this room. Um, I don't know what he's doing on Exco. Maybe he's jacking off to Jimmy T. I have no idea what he's doing. But introduce yourself. Hit him with a hey yo first. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. And last, but certainly not least, because he's number one in my heart, and he should be number one in yours, because he's banging your wife, it oh. is the medical droid with the Kung Fu grip. But most importantly, he has a PhD, because he's the doctor of Thundernomics. He loves, loves, loves to make those cheeks clap on your wife when you're not home. But most importantly, he loves to steal your thunder. So introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 21B, more technical than FX7, and little known fact, your boy Doc was the stand-in model 
for the space slug in Empire Strikes Back, Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. Very nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're here. Another week. More news about Star Wars. A week closer to the book of Boba Fett. But before we go down this beaten path, let's uh, touch base a little segment that I like to call Marky Mark and its monkey yeah. tweets. It's full of good sensations and sweet expectations. Or whatever the fucking sex saying is, it doesn't matter. Look, Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, is the face that runs the place, the heart and soul of Star Wars. This individual, he captures the hearts of millions. And when I mean millions, I'm talking about millions. He's with the millions. Of fans on the land of Twitter. And he does it in less than 140 characters, so kudos to him. He's a wordsmith and a national treasure. We like to emphasize and bring to the surface and acknowledge said tweets because it's a grand old time. So you can go follow him at, at Hamill himself. Do yourself and do us the favor. When you do text him, tell him the NFO podcast at NFO underscore podcast sent you. So this way we can get the rub and we can get over. And speaking of over, but regardless not, of all that. Not yet, not yet. Not no, not yet. So. What happened with his tweets? Tweets? He, he, he had an exchange between Shatner and him today. Yes, he did. That's where I was going with this doc. He says he tweeted, not sure how to feel about so many people suggesting I be shot into space. And then good old James T. Kirk. He responds. And you can find James T. Kirk at William Shatner. Way to get your handle in, kid. At, um, at, at, at old saggy balls USS <laughs> The USS Captain's Log When you look at my bowl The toilet bowl Anyway, at William Shatner responds Well, of course, we want you to come back Dot, dot, dot Someday Seriously, if you get the opportunity to do it I recommend it Because Shatner went up To the Earth's atmosphere because of Jeff Bezos and fell gracefully with style like Buzz Lightyear and had a grand old time and a great experience to which made him very verklempt. That's a nice SAT word, right? And he was all emotional. <laughs> I love you, man. I love you, Jeff. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. But God I, bless him. I, I think personally all my Amazon money was the money that flew fucking Shatner into space. Probably. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, let's move along. Uh, there was something that wasn't canon that now is canon. And but no, it's not Revan. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Spiro. <laughs> Revan will never be canon. Anyhow. Uh... There was a monster that used to be. Uh, oh, down, big fella. No, no, not that monster. That's canon for sure. I asked all the freaking uh, Russian bathhouses in Brooklyn. The size of a cannon. There we go. Um, it used to be canon in the EU. He's what they call a Terran, a Terran Tatek, T E R E N T A T E K. Now, I think I had sex with around high school. You probably did. Best 30, best 30 seconds of her life. Anyhow. And that's what cleanup. Yes, and unzippering. 
and foreplay. But I'm not one to uh, make fun of you because I'll be the pot or the kettle tonight. doesn't necessarily matter. The High Republic, our favorite fucking Star Wars genre, appears to have brought Legends Creature back into canon. Like I said, the Teratonic, uh no, I'm sorry, the Tarentatek, a monster that feeds upon beings strong in the Force. The Nile have awoken a creature they call the Leveler. And in this corner, the Crusher, <laughs> whose presence, whose present, yeah, presence disrupts the force around a certain target and consumes them. Sounds like fucking marriage. Leaving their body... <laughs> the leveler. <laughs> the leveler. <laughs> Whose present disrupts the force around the target and consumes them, leaving their body crumbling to dust. A lot of details match um, the Terran text from Legends making this an exciting twist. Oh, what a twist. Yeah, come on, baby. Let's do the twist. Anyhow, um, who gives a shit? It's the fucking High Republic. I don't care. Exactly. Listen, it sounds like a cool character. The leveler it turns people. It's the one that turns people to stone, too. Well, maybe you could turn that fucking rock geode into fucking dust. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd, that'd be even funnier. I'd turn you to stone. I am stone. Oh, shit, pop. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like it just spirals out of control every week. It's just like it's like watching the Titanic slowly sink. You're like fucking killing it. <laughs> oh god anyhow uh, well let's talk about other people coming into canon and again no not Revan because Revan is the drizzling shit and will never ever be canon you know him I know him but let me ask you this doc do you know the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Not from a Jedi. <laughs> I put that in last week's show. It was great. I, I popped. It. I know. I heard it was great. Put it in again. Not from a Jedi. Now, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> there's a book that came out. And this book is going to be heavily talked about on today's show. Because a lot of news has come from this said book. It's called Star Wars The Secrets of the Sith. Now, last year, there's a book that came out that says Star Wars Secrets of the Jedi, which was stuff talked about from Luke's point of view. The Secrets of the Sith is talked from Shivi Palp's point of view. Uh, there's legal documents in it, notes. <laughs> it's it's, it's Shivi Palp's divorce papers. Exactly. So, what they had... And, and this, is why, this is why he had half a Death Star on the Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I want half Shivi. <laughs> um... So, the book basically shows a picture and brings a canonical look of Darth Plagueis. So, this is the first time he's been mentioned since 2005. 16 years later, in any form of canon, it's the first time he's been mentioned. And they show a picture of him, but they don't show a picture of him. It's a silhouette with glowing eyes. So, maybe he's not one of these banking clan creatures. What are they called? The Mun or Moon or whatever they're called? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I forgot the name of the species, but he's canon, and he got in before fucking Revan, so I'm happy. Yep, I, I believe they actually made a figure of Plagueis in the Star Wars black line. I need to look it up. I will in one second. Hold on, I just don't want paint to dry. Let me look. Anyway, keep going. Continue. Well, it's this is like big deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, because a lot of people were thinking, all right, Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's just a story. 
it's not his master. There's no connection to fucking Sidious, even though the the books, the Darth Plague, uh, the Darth Plagueis books from the EU are not considered canon. A lot of people hold them near and dear in their hearts because it's a great fucking book, great series of books. To be honest with you, so this is the first time they connected Plagueis. Yes, to- I'm correct, Papa Don. Sorry, they did make a small three and three quarter black series figure of Darth Plagueis. Nice. That so, was about uh, ten years ago. There we go. So, lo and behold, another deadly episode. This book is bringing a lot of things into the limelight. Um, since we're talking about this book, let's continue. Uh, Doc, did you even do you did you even get this book? Uh, I did not get this book. I not yet. I'm uh, I'm falling off with the books, so I did not get the Secrets of the Sith. Gotcha. But I might. It sounds cool. Well, listen. They talk about uh, Snoke. And they reveal Palpatine's original plan for Snoke in the book. Now, this isn't really news because they they go into the origin story of Snoke, and it's really exactly what everyone's put together and pieced together throughout the fragments in canon that we've seen over the years. And I think at this point, no one really gives a shit. You know what I mean? I think the the, the boat's already sailed. Yeah, the know? ship has sailed, except Left the one the sitting in the dock over there. So, just to just to touch base, so you people who are listening, all six of you, uh, his origin story is revealed in this book, Secrets of the Sith, um, and it says that Snoke was originally created as a potential host for Palpatine's uh, essence, his his, dis- his disembodied spirit, but his strand cast body was unable to contain the the Emperor's dark side essence. Um, and they're saying it's likely that when Palpatine attempted to possess Snoke, this is the reason for the disfigurement. Um, the idea, the idea actually fits with the old expanded universe, which revealed that the dark side has damaging effect on cloning as explained in Jedi versus Sith handbook, because the clones are one step removed from the natural <clears throat> life process itself, they are much more vulnerable to the effects of the dark side and age at an extremely accelerated rate. So, with that being said, whatever. <laughs> what do you yeah, want me to I tell mean, you? Uh, there's not much you can tell. Uh, you know, we, like we said, we, like you said, mentioned, when, mentioned at the beginning of this article, we kind of knew most of the stuff already. This wasn't anything that was, uh, you know, earth, earth shattering, earth breaking for us. So, and again, about a dollar too late and a day too short. The book also reveals um, that there may have been a fugitive Jedi who escaped or survived, excuse me, Order 66 and joined the Knights of Ren, which I thought this premise would be a fucking dope premise for a Knights of Ren TV show. But in this book, again, Secrets of the Sith, there's a note from Emperor Palpatine that says... You have been a Knights of Ren. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. I've given you the jelly bean of the month club. <laughs> you have been accused of harboring a fugitive Jedi Knight in direct opposition of an imperial mandate from his grace, Emperor Palpatine. Full cooperation with this investigation 
is required by law. Interference with any agent of the Inquisitorius shall be considered an act of war against the Galactic Empire. It's treason, then. <laughs> nice. So, they don't go into the story. They leave it open-ended like a $2 hooker. But I think this is a pretty dope premise that maybe one of the Knights of Ren was an original Jedi that went to the dark side. That, what do you think, that, Doc? That, that or he wasn't into the dark side. He was just realized that he could hide kind of in plain sight by, you know, using his abilities to uh, blend in with these guys. No, that's also a good point. I didn't even think of that. You know, hiding in plain sight. That's actually pretty smart. Um, I, I think I think that would be a better, an actual better story because then you could have, like, you know, the, uh, the double agent theory over there. <laughs> <laughs> so... They also touched base on how the Knights of Ren are different from the Sith. Now, the Sith... Oh, that's easy. The Sith do things. The Knights of Ren just stand there. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. I concur. Do you concur? I concur. I concur. The Sith began as a Jedi splinter religion, developing into something new on Moraband. The Knights of Ren are dark side using marauders from the unknown regions. The Sith actively dominate the dark side and seek to rule the galaxy the knights of ren serve the dark side letting it take them on their murderous escapades although snoke and kylo were never sith they served palpatine and thus became sith allies this makes sense as palpatine presented the dark side power that the knights of ren follow so that was brought attention or brought to the forefront in the secrets of the sith book as well What's your take? Uh, it's cool. I mean, I get it that they have to kind of separate them and try to figure out um, a, almost a justification for having the Knights run around because they really didn't do much. So, you know, giving them as much uh, of a different identity than the Sith, I think, is important if they're going to continue with that story. So what did less, in my opinion, let me ask you, in your opinion, what did less, the Knights of Ren or Joey Tell in the wrestling business? Uh, wow, that's a tough one. Jeez, at least the Knights of Ren has had had some shine against a good opponent. <laughs> nice. And they all have, um, and, they all have, and they all have their ears. So. Uh, the book again, Secrets of the Sith. They reveal what the rise of Skywalker's Force Dyad really looks like. Now, this was not to say interesting, but definitely almost like a retcon, but. I'll let you elaborate after I explain what I'm talking about. Lucasfilm's latest tie-in book, Secrets of the Sith, has finally re revealed what exactly Palpatine knew about the Force Dyad. It's supposedly a collection of Sith Lord notes on the dark side of the Force. Now, there's Reddit users share the page fe featuring Palpatine's observations and a stunning image of the Dyad itself, which almost looks like um, Shiva, uh, the god Shiva, Shiva right? yes, the god of uh, the Indian god, exactly. You know, the, you know, Onam Shiva, Onam Shiva, Onam Shiva, Onam Kalima Shakti Day, <laughs> Indy, cover your heart, yeah. Indy, cover your heart, cover your heart. Oh my god, <laughs> all right, so here. 
Let's 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 just go. Hang on, lady, it could be Bumpy Red. He no Nazi crazy. Chauchi, Latsu Santa. Hang on, lady, we go for white. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is he nuts? He no nuts. Um, all right, dude. Put all, put all hey, that shit in so people know what the fuck we're talking about. Hands down, one of the most stereotypical racist characters ever on film. Listen, I love that movie. So uh, I love that movie too. I love. I actually, I actually like him. I actually like that more than the original. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Because I saw it first. Got it. There are a few secrets of the Force. Oh, now this is quote unquote from the book that. I guess it's a handwritten note from Palpatine himself. I love how we get Shivi's like Shivi's deep thoughts. Yeah, right. <laughs> there are a few secrets of the Force that I am yet to master. The Emperor observes proudly, but our orders, ancient prophecies, speak to one fabled manifestation. Unseen for generations, a dyad, the pairing of two beings strong in the force, linked together by an unbreakable bond, creates a power as strong as life itself. Now, Palpatine notes. That the Sith rule of two is based on the dyad, which is not the fucking case originally from Lucas, but this is where the retcon comes in. And he mentions some of the unique powers available to participants in the dyad, in a dyad, is force healing. Uber Eats without the fees. Yeah. <laughs> uh, force healing, the ability to transport objects through time and space, and... Uh, it says the two that are one. And by the way, people, I know my Shibi Palp impersonation sucks, but I don't care. So. And this is our show. Exactly. So, Doc, what, what's your take on this whole fucking doubling down on the dyad? Uh, I, you know, this is the second week in a row that we've heard something about the dyad. Um, and I'm, I, you know, once you, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame. No, well, that's the opposite. Shame on you, shame on me. Um, shame. I, I think shame. they're. I think they're going with something with this here. I think you know there's going to be some kind of announcement at some point, or some kind of shit that's going to happen where this becomes more important. And I don't know if it's going to be with Mando or with whatever they got planned for Kenobi. If they're going to pull it out in there or anything else that may be related to a certain meeting that a certain sequel trilogy star had with a. Uh, uh, exec. Um, so I think this is going to be part of something that happens in the future because they wouldn't really be pushing it so much if it wasn't. Would you I, pop? I, I know what I'm being had. Would you pop if in the next Star Wars movie they book Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger as the original diet? As the original diet, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be great. Um. Speaking of the Mandalorian, uh, our friend, 
Well, not really, but you know her and I know her. Shasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Varnado, confirms that she's not going to be in season three of The Mandalorian. Dude. Dude. What do you think about that? Dude. It, I think it's I think it's very odd uh, and very you think weird. She's trolling and she's playing everybody. Uh, I don't know. The, the, you know, if it, what 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 reason would she have to troll and play everybody if she announced that and said that? I, I don't think. I what well, because she she really is and she's not telling people. She's not the fucking headliner. Who gives a shit? You know. Um, I, I don't know why. Maybe you know it says she wants to go on and move and do other projects and yada 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 blah 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 blah. Which is great, but I think you know, for her to uh, remove herself, recuse herself from this opportunity, which which is already you know giving her more notoriety than she has before, is probably a bad idea in my in my brain. I don't know. I don't know who's managing her and who's telling her, um, but that doesn't seem like a smart idea. Well, it's kind of weird because if they are going to go back to Mandalore, yeah, they need the Mandalorians. Wolf, yeah, so. Does that mean Axe Wolf is not going to be in it? We're not going to have the Greek guy in it? Who knows? If she, she got the rub, you know, as, as one of the Mandalorians who had a prominent role in, 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 in the Mando show. So it just doesn't make any sense to me that she would not be down to come back and do something. Maybe, uh, they, didn't, uh, maybe they didn't ask her to come back. What if? What if she's in the book of Boba Fett and Boba Fett kills her? Oh, that would be interesting. So she's trolling us because she's not saying that she's... Um, in Mando, because she's already dead. No, it's a possibility. I think that's cool. And the, we already know that they had the beef. What's beef? Beef is when you need two Glocks. Anyway, um, two cats to go to sleep. She, uh, I carry a Glock, bro. She, um, yeah, uh, she had the beef with Boba and then Bar that looked, seemed to be a little unfinished over there. They were talking shit about each other. Um, so it's quite possible that that may be the reason why she's in the, she don't she don't show up. So, sorry, lady, you're dead. Yeah. Um, Adam Pally or Polly reflects on punching Baby Yoda with Jason Sudeikis. Play the clip right now. Um, I I have to I have to confront you because one of your most oh, infamous moments. Of, yeah, I'm sorry. Of the past few years was was a hard smack to precious Baby Yoda's adorable little skull. <laughs> How I, I want to make I want to make it clear, Ted Lasso also smacked him i don't know why i guess like the last couple years have gone in different directions for jason and i but everyone's like so psyched about jason being in that and then they see me and they're like i got a bone to pick with you it's like what what did i do i did the same thing that that guy did don't no don't worry i haven't forgotten i'm just he's just not in this interview america's sweetheart (laughs) okay good (laughs) because when you when ted lasso gets here i want you to give him the business well, there you have it, folks. He did a little quick interview with Screen Rant, and they asked him about and he's about punching the baby. He's like, hey, wait a minute. Don't give me shit. Fucking Ted Lazo also fucking punched the baby, too. And no one talks to him about it. But you know what? Whatever. I just thought it was a funny little clip to entertain you fuckers. So congratulations. You're welcome. What do you, what do you think, Doc? Uh, it's funny. I mean, listen, the, these guys, you know, have a slight little claim to fame here being underneath the... Uh, the, the 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 trooper hoods over there. So, um, congrats, kid. You got over on Star Wars. And speaking of over, we there already? No, no, not not no, we're good. We still got time. We still got time. So, remember we were talking about the Secret Empire last show. Yes, we, I remember. Okay, now an article came out where they del they dived into this, 
and reveal the plans. Now, it's not the plans to the Death Star, but in the final issue of War of the Bounty Hunters, it was revealed. What was once Darth Maul's crime syndicate has become its own secret empire in the galaxy, run by Lady Kira. Crimson's Dawn influences everywhere. Not only does the Dawn have agents with the Hut clans, they also have assets in the Empire as well, and more groups in the galaxy. For the, furthermore, Kira confirms that the War of Bounty Hunters was only the beginning, having big plans for her Empire. Your, your new, new Empire! empire. <laughs> Which includes the Knights of Ren. So they're tying him into fucking um, Kira. Well, again, and, like we said a zillion times before, these guys got zero shine when it came to it, so they might as well do something with them. Well, yeah, definitely. But I kind of like the fact that they're doubling down on this. I mean, by the time Return of the Jedi comes around, did they lay low in the cut and afterwards she was a threat? We'll, we'll have to see, but who knows? I have no idea where they're going to go with this. It's a little interesting because, you know, you can always have your little side characters and your subplots underneath the main plot. We'll see how far deep the rabbit hole this goes, but hey, it could be worse, right? It could be a fucking rock. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, at least she's a character that we are very established in the, in the in the movies and we actually enjoy. And she's and not, bad bang. On, not bad on the eyes, exactly. The mother of dragons. Huh. You'd be dragging um, my nuts all over the place, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Listen, uh, Disney Plus Day, November something, 11th to 12th, 13th, some shit like that. All right? They got that Boba Fett special. Boba Fett? Boba Fett, where? You know what it's going to be called? Uh, under the Helmet? A Legacy of Boba Fett. Oh. That sounds cool. Does it? I guess. Boba you know, it's going to be one big circle jerk of fucking nerds with Boba Fett tattoos, and I'll be leading it. I heard he gives great helmet. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been confirmed by Star Wars and Disney. That's going to be the name of the special. Um, but something cool came about. In the latest issue, uh, maybe the final issue, uh, I think it was the final issue of The War of Bounty Hunters, Boba Fett puts a little twisted version on the Mando Creed that we heard in The Mandalorian. And what creed are we talking about? No, not Apollo Creed, not Victor Creed, aka Sabretooth, no. not Creed the band, not Consequences Creed, exactly, aka Apollo. What's his name in the? Uh, uh, yeah, um, Kofi, not Kofi, the other one, not a uh, Biggie, no. Biggie um, uh, Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. There we yeah. go. You're welcome. Uh, the creed is. This is the way that was brought to the limelight, made famous from the Mandalorian series. But Boba Fett doesn't follow the creed. He's not one of those guys who's a Mandalorian that gives a shit about the creed. To him, it's all about a goal. It's and all about the greed, not the creed, baby. Exactly. All about the greed, not the creed. That's the fucking money line of the show. And that's going to be the fucking name of the episode. Um but again, he's all about achieving the goal that he has set as opposed to following a creed. And instead of this is the way, Boba Fett's quote-unquote 
motto or creed or saying or tagline is there's always a way which i think is fucking badass yeah i think it's pretty dope that they adapted that backwards out and and went and did that to you know associate him with that so kudos on you star wars we're doing good things again so what happened was him and this guy valance snuck onto a ship to go fucking steal uh solo and then Valance saved his life, saved Boba Fett's life at one point, helped him out, and then Boba fucking heel turned on him and fucking sold him out and brought took fucking Han and bounced and sold him and gave him back to Jabba for the fucking uh, bounty, and that's how he got into Jabba's possession for Return of the Jedi. We didn't see that coming, eh? No, no, we did not. Valance should have watched uh, Return of the Jedi. He would have had the he would have the Iggy. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. But you know what? Boba's over, so I don't care. And speaking of Boba. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on this show, if you want to call it a show, uh, called Who's More Over? Now, what that means is it's wrestling lingo. Over meaning popular. So when a wrestler's over, or if they do a certain move, or they're saying, or their character is over with the crowd, it means it's very popular be a good guy bad guy wrestler doesn't necessarily matter at the end of the day people are going to pay a lot of fucking money to come see this wrestler they're going to buy his shirts they're going to come buy his action figures they're going to do everything because the guy's popular and well liked so what we do is we compare two aspects of star wars person place thing doesn't matter and we see what's more over with you the folks the fans but most importantly what's more over with us so doc what is on the marquee this week well on the marquee this week we have got a special battle We've dug deep in the crates, okay? And we got two badass bitches going head to head. Whoa, say, really? Whoa, my head, your head. Let's go head to head. We, you can't say badass bitch without the name Cara Dune coming out. So we have one corner. Gina Carano, the excommunicated Star Wars star, Cara Dune. I was on the Death Star. Which one? <laughs> you think you're funny? Do you know how many millions were killed on those bases? Drop your blaster. As the galaxy cheered. Last chance. Destroying your planet was a small price to pay to rid the galaxy of terrorism. Versus uh, one that was was a little more close to my heart before I divorced a redhead. Uh, but the non-canical, theoretically, technically, but maybe on the verge of being canon uh luke skywalker's former wife and love of his life mara jade the red-headed scamp devil uh as the creator of uh mara jade (laughs) wait i am not the creator of mara jade and i want you to get out of this office right now i'm sorry no way you brought it you brought it on yourself i don't want you here i'm so sorry george i didn't think it would go like this out Dad, I got your voucher. Out! There. I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry. We'll have him, like, burned and we'll I don't even know who that guy is. All right, Doc. Let's go on those polls and see who's winning this race today. All right. So let's go to the poll on Facebook. Let's take a look here. Let's do uh, all comments. Ooh. You heard Facebook's changing its name, right? No, to what? 
I don't know. I think they might be calling it woke book or something, but woke it's really, book. but it's possible. really changing its name because of all the negative press it's getting in the lawsuits and all that shit. That would be the dumbest thing that they could ever do. It's like, well, we're not going to know it's Facebook. That's like Coca Cola changing its uh, formula and be like, oh, well, it's not Coca Cola. It's New Coke. Anyway, stupid. Okay, so ooh, we got a tie today, buddy. Fifty fifty on the oh, Facebook. Nice. Uh, Chuchi Santiago, Mara Jade is not canon. That's the problem. So Cara Dune's over for me. Adam the James, Kara was a badass, but I'm a Mara Mark. All right, let's go to the Instagram. It's checky checky. Uh, New Force Order. That's us right there. Beautiful ladies battle. Ooh, interesting. Kara doing by a landslide on uh, the Instagram, with Mara getting zero votes. All right. Well, let's go. And I don't know who this fucking guy is gonna fucking pick, but let's go to the Sith guy. Uh, Mr. Spiro, who are you picking for your your pick this week, and who's moreover, Kara or Mara? Kara or Mara, I love it. All right, so who's moreover? On one side we got Kara Dune, uh, you know, popular character, you know, loved by many fans, you know, in a show that everybody claimed that there was way too much testosterone and not enough estrogen. Well, this woman packed equal amounts of testosterone and estrogen, but in all the right places. I don't know. I don't know if that even makes sense. I understand that that sounds weird. And what does that say about me? Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. But on the other side, we got Mara Jade, who I don't even know if she's canon. I think I heard something that she might be in Obi-Wan's series or some shit or some series. The Acolytes. I don't know what the fuck is going on with her. But she was a very popular character. She was mega over. She, you know, the wife of Luke Skywalker in the expanded universe. Uh, We had hopes of seeing her in the sequel trilogy to be revealed as uh, Rey's mother making her the daughter of Luke, which, you know, wouldn't have been a bad idea, wouldn't have been a bad booking, but it didn't happen, big deal, that, it's not like that would have saved the sequel trilogy, anyways, who am I gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Cara Dune, um, you know, Mara Jade, like, like I said, beloved character, her name still holds weight with a lot of fans, a lot of old school fans, but Cara Dune, uh, not only was her character awesome and, you know, you know, kicked ass and very much loved, but Gina Carano, the fact that Gina Carano, the fact that she's portrayed by Gina Carano, the fact that Gina Carano isn't a fucking bitch pussy apologist like everybody else, that's why Cara Dune is over with me. Big time. Very interesting. Good on you, Spiro. That was great. Doc, since I went last week first, you go first. All right, I'll go first this week. Okay, so for me, let's see. Um, we got Cara Dune, who's, uh, you know, two two seasons of The Mandalorian was pretty badass. She uh, really had a lot of shine in that show. Um, really did a lot of cool things, good stuff. Um help Mando out and really brought forth this female archetype of a strong female woman that was made famous by the original badass princess Leia. So um, I thought she was a good character, you know, 
fortunately, a lot of her stuff has been kind of soured now with the fact that she has been uh, excommunicated by Disney because of her comments uh, on the uh, social medias. So it's kind of irritating because we're not going to get to see a payoff of who she was. Um, Mara Jade, on the other hand, has been around for a long, long time. She is a, uh, like we said previously, a special character in the Luke Skywalker universe. Carried his seed, got, you know, dropped off in the pool by him over there. Pregnated the whole nine yards. What's his bitch? Because um, Luke preferred him red d- deep down in the end. And the, and the carpets matched the drapes. Um, she was extre- extremely well by um, Timothy Zahn. You know, he's the one who started her. And he's the one who kind of created her to come forth from there. He's a brilliant dude who's done a lot of cool stuff for Star Wars that I really wish a lot more of it would become canon. Much like our girl that we're talking about right here. So, um, Mara really bridged the gap for for me at least when Star Wars kind of disappeared from the face of the earth when we didn't have any Star Wars new Star Wars stuff to contemplate over um and she's a character I fell in love because of that so for me because we're not getting payoff for Mara Cara Dune anytime soon Mara Jade moreover interesting very very interesting I'm gonna have to go the other way I'm going to go with Cara Dune. You fucking Why? Republican. No. no, it's nothing to do with politics, <laughs> even though it's funny. Uh, the reason why is because I wasn't into the EU, so I can give two fucks about Mary Jade. Same thing with Revan. Sorry, Spiro. Um, but um, even though Mary Jade, from what I understand, is a good character, whatever. George Lucas didn't like her. I didn't know of her. I mean, I knew of her, but I didn't delve into the EU, so... Doesn't fucking phase me in any fucking shape, form, or fashion. I like Cara Dune as a character. She's a badass chick who brings it. And more importantly, she's from Alderaan. So she's a last remnant of the OT trilogy, which I really adore. So And the fact that she's canon. So to me, Cara's over. So ladies and gentlemen... We have an email address, and you guys can email us regarding this segment or anything else involving the show. You guys just want to tell us how awesome we are, or you guys want to send us uh, a topic to talk about, or whatever the case may be. You just want to say hello. Email us. Let's interact. Newforceorder at yahoo.com. Our first email is from the Gilbiest of Tim. Welcome back, Timmy boy. Look who's back. Look who's back. Looks like Timmy climbed out of the well and made it back to the NFO. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you're back, buddy. Uh, Let's see. Hey, NFO guys. Little N, capital F, little O. Thank you, Tim. That holds a a lot of weight in my heart when people do that, but thank you. Okay, you will never believe this, but I've been frozen in carbonite cube for eight months. That damn homeboy sent me to buy oranges on Planet Highway, and he owed them money. Those fuckers froze me till he paid his bill, and we all know selling oranges doesn't yield a lot of scuttle or cash. Anyway, who's more over in my opinion? I'm going to pick Cara Dune to go over. Thanks, guys. NFO for life. That explains where Tim was. P.S. Here it comes, Doc. Oh. Hold on. It could be Bobby White. 
What was Lando's name before he went to flight school? Um, <sighs> no Lando Calrissian? I don't know. Crash Doe. Crash Doe. Oh, okay. I get it. There you go. Then he, put, <laughs> then he goes, fuck, I hope this is still the email address. Of course it is, Tim. Who else is going to have an email yeah. address? Ooh, did he change it? Yeah. Anyway, next email from Homeboy88. And it's called, I pay my debts. Uh-oh. What's up, NFO? Little N, capital F, little O. Thank you there, homeboy. Or like you people say, back in the barrio, gracias. Sorry for the lack of emails, but I was on the run from Jabba the Butt. Must be a big fat Greek. Oh, wait. A big fat Greek gangster. <laughs> he put that. Uh, that took tunnels until I paid my debt to him. Oh, these guys are working in unison together. They're trying to work yeah. an angle here. Look yeah, they're fun. working an angle. That fucking Malacca. Anyways, I'm choosing marriage aid because a Jedi is always going to go over some chick. They can't even keep a job. Ah, ah, ah. And Luke is such a gangster. He turns the girl that wants to kill him into his wife. That makes him a sandwich. P.S. Sorry, Spiro. Revan is still not canon. Fuck. He's not even a BB gun. Ah! Peace out, homeboys. Thank you, Doc and GGP, for cranking out an episode every week. Our last email, Brandon Miller. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, fellas. Pretty sure I got this one just under the wire. But I have a confession to make. I am not very familiar with all the Star Wars Legends material, so Marriage Jade is unfortunately a bit of a stranger to me. Well, you know what the stranger is to, uh, there, uh, Brandon? It's when you sit on your hand and it goes numb. And then when you jack off with it, you feel like someone else is doing it. Exactly. It's a beautiful so, Maybe I could rely on two Star Wars aficionados to educate and let uh, filthy casuals like myself know what I've been missing. In the meantime, one female heroine I do know well is Cara Dune. Although, isn't she also not canon anymore? <laughs> Whoops. In her heyday, though, Gina Carano absolutely tore up the screen as a no-nonsense bounty hunter serving a fresh face to the galaxy. Not half bad to look at. Um, it could have even I could it could have even been argued that Cara Dune was the second most popular character on the Mandalorian season, uh, series for a time before her hashtag cancellation. Sorry, GGP, but season four is a ways away still. And try to remember what Leia said. No one's ever really gone. Have a great week, fellas. And any chance we can get a Halloween themed who's more over next week? Star Wars has plenty of monsters and force ghosts after all. Brandon. Very good. Brandon, you got it. You will get a Halloween uh, who's more over next week because of Halloween. So because you've been a loyal fan, we'll give it to you. Unlike that piece of shit, Chuchi, who'll never get prequels versus sequels. I almost, just, did, I almost did it this week, by the way. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not putting that guy over. Anyway, I'm just kidding, Chuchi. We love you, brother. Um, so there you have it. Uh, again, email us. Um, 
So, Doc, we are. We, we just we went already over, right? We, we, we went picked already. up. We did. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. So we're all done. Um, gaming uh, news, Doc, has come out. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to seemingly teased by the developer. So this fucking guy, Peter Five or Peter Stewart with Five, is Johnny Five. Johnny Five still alive. Peter Stewart, but he spells it with a five instead of an S. He goes, "Hey, we're looking." And he did, yeah. Well, this at Peter Five, uh, Tewart, fucking tart. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> on Twitter he goes, "Hey, we're looking for another writer on the Star Wars team here at Res- uh, Respawn." That's great news as you get to work with me, but warned as you have to work with me. If you're interested in the role or have any other questions, feel free to reach out. Red Respawn Entertainment, Respawn.com. So uh, I guess people are going to fucking chime in and try to get a job to work for Fallen Order 2. What's that's, your take? That's Do you even cool. give a fuck? I mean, that's pretty cool. Listen, Fallen Order was a great game, and I think uh, it really um, you know, reinvigorated Star Wars fans to the Star Wars games. So um, them doing a, a second a second go around, which was kind of going to be a foregone conclusion with how popular it was. So um, I think it's exciting. And I think that this guy's looking for people to work with him. That that would be a, a really good opportunity for a, uh, you know, specific somebody who may want to get out there and get it done. It's interesting that they would be hitting the, uh, you know, the, the social meds instead of, um, you know, other means like monster.com or something. I don't know, but listen, Desperate times, desperate measures. You're right. You're right. Desperate times, desperate measures. AshleyMadison.com. That's right, baby. I was <laughs> on there. I was on there when I was married. It was great. <laughs> Little known fact. Some, some chick gave me a BJL. For, actually, two chicks gave me a BJL for that. Actually, I bang one. But anyway, keep going. Sorry. Wow. Way to incriminate yourself, guy. Yeah, that's all right. Um, my, my, nobody's listening. Hey, you're right. Listen, uh, we do a segment here called From a Certain Point of View. What we do is we take an, an, uh, an aspect of Star Wars. It could be a line. could be a scene. could be a character. It could be some kind of relationship between characters. It meant something prior to what it means now. It's different back then than it is now because of retconning or further lore added. Whatever the case may be. But anyway, I digress. Um, Doc... Luke's green lightsaber. Did you like it? Uh, I thought it was uh, an interesting tra- uh, turn they took. You know, as a kid watching that, and when he first ignited, when he first sparks the green, as we say in the show, um, I was like, "Oh, that's new and different. Where did he get that from?" And there was really never any kind of payoff to it. We kind of just took it in stride to say that, "Oh, Luke developed this new lightsaber," but there was no real backstory as to where it came from. And I, as far as I know, there really is still no backstory as to where it came from. Um, which is kind of an odd thing because you think it would be such a low-hanging fruit story to tell. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool thing. We had never seen a green lightsaber at that point. You know, now they're commonplace. Nobody cares. But back then, it was just blue and red, baby. So do you like the green or the blue better? Oh, it's such a hard decision. I mean, I think the green signifies his Did we do that? I don't know who's more over? But yeah, we did green versus the blue. It just signifies his, um, you know ascendance into jedi knighthood um it's hard hard to hate on that one but the original blue has so much so much meaning and so much um you know weight behind it because it's such a a 
massive part of Star Wars. So which one do you like better? Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, the yellow one, sorry. No, um, uh, well played. Exactly. The uh, I, I don't know. If, I, if, you, if you pin me down, I would say it's the green one because of what, what it represents. Okay, cool. Um, did you know that... No. Now they're saying, and this is the talk around the buzzer on the water cooler. Who's they? You know, they. They, okay. They, is it, but is they he or they is she? Like previously? It depends. It depends on what they want to affiliate themselves oh, with. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just checking. All right. So now, in order to. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go there, I'm going to tell you a funny joke. One of my friends told me that he's going to go as, he's a guy, he's going to go as Dorothy for, for, uh, Halloween, but he wants to be gender inclusive, so he's gonna, he's going to be Dorothy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! In order to build his lightsaber, right? The canon novelization of Return of the Jedi: Beware the Power of the Dark Side reveals that Luke returned to Obi Wan's hut on Tatooine, and it stated in quotation marks, "quote After leaving Obi Wan's hut." He knew he had at last collected everything he needed, unquote. The pre-Disney Star Wars Legends uh, continuity also saw Luke return to Obi-Wan's hut, where he forged his own synthetic crystal to power his lightsaber. However, in Disney's new Star Wars canon, almost all lightsabers are powered by natural kyber crystals, with synthetic crystals generally depicted as unstable and explosive. As Luke found the final components for his lightsaber in the home of Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's possible Luke used a crystal that once belonged to Qui-Gon Jinn. Now that is really mind-blowing, and it's such a very super easy link to make. Um, you know, he was on Tatooine, and we you know that we talked about that scene a couple weeks ago where that was cut from return of the Jedi, where he's tinkering with the lightsaber prior to heading to Jabba's and loading it up. It's R2D2. So obviously he, he was finishing it in Tatooine, um, which makes perfect sense because what happens at the end of, uh, Phantom Menace, right? Obi-Wan walks away. Obi-Wan walks away though. You know, he, he winds up killing Darth Maul with, um, with Qui-Gon's lightsaber. Um, Obviously, he had to store that, and he had to do something with it. And when we see Obi-Wan again in Episode 2, he has his blue lightsaber. He doesn't have his, his quiet. He didn't keep Qui-Gon's lightsaber. So it had to go somewhere, and it's not like he's going to... You know, he admonishes Anakin um, in that movie to tell him, you know, you know that he, he lost his lightsaber when he yelled at him. So clearly, he's not going to misplace or get rid of Qui-Gon's lightsaber. So where would he keep it? In his little fucking uh, sand hovel over there. Um that I can't believe Luke went back to after like what six, seven, eight years, and it was still there. No one, you know, Wado's like, we're having a new sale from this place here. You know, I'm going to sell it at rock bottom prices. Um, he didn't get to it, so, and it was still there. I think the fact that it was still there was pretty fucking dope. You know what I want to see though? I, I think I'm gonna diverge on a tangent right now. Some like robbers knowing that Obi Wan hasn't shown up to his home anymore after he was killed in New Hope. And then they try to steal 
the his you know because they figured oh listen we know this guy's a Jedi he's got a he potentially could have a lightsaber in there which were worth a lot of money and they potentially try to steal the lightsaber from Obi Wan's hovel and then we get like this ghost of Obi Wan mixed with like Home Alone where he's trying to prevent these robbers from stealing his stuff as ghost <laughs> as ghost Obi Wan which I would pop for if they did that like in cartoon form wouldn't that be fucking hilarious. Tremendous! I can see that as the next Halloween special next year by Lego. That would That'd be, be fucking hilarious. I'm gonna write that right now. Hold on, hold on, Lego. I'm coming. That's what she said. Um, I like this a lot, and I think it should be canon. Um, the connection to Qui Gon is always strong uh, because one, Qui Gon being the quintessential realist Jedi out of all the fucking Jedis because he lets the will of the force guide him as opposed to him trying to enforce a certain aspect of the force and beliefs of the force to fit his agenda onto others. He um, a, a teacher says, don't force the force. Exactly. Don't force the force. I like that. Um, I like this because I don't know if you're aware, I don't know if you've read it yet, but from your certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back book, the blanket that Yoda uses in Return of the Jedi before he fades to into the Force, that's, Obi- that's Qui-Gon's hood, his robe. And that's canon. Mm, smells like uh, Qui-Gon's balls, it does. <laughs> smells like Shmeem. Um, <laughs> you, you definitely know he banged her, right? Come on. Oh, he gave it a fucking. There's, there's no way I'm giving you my kid unless unless we're banging. Um, so that'd be cool, man. I think it makes perfect sense to have Luke use Qui Gon's kyber for his new crystal, uh, for his new saber. Qui Gon's also the reason why people are able to turn into Force ghosts. He's also the reason why Anakin. <laughs> became a Jedi and ended up becoming fucking Darth Vader. Well, so Qui well, Gon's, but, but but think about how it's full circle. Like you know, he was wanted to make he he made a promise to his father that he was going to make him a Jedi and be there. And he eventually is the last step that Luke needs right before he becomes a Jedi by making by forging his lightsaber. I agree. That is full circle, man. That's 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 some deep ass shit. And I can't believe this is the first time that anybody's ever kind of pieced that together and 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 said, hey, maybe this is the case in the last you know twenty something fucking years that that uh, um, Phantom Menace has been out. Come on, Reddit, get on your shit, Reddit. That's it. Fuck Reddit, Lucasfilm, get on your shit. What's wrong with you guys? Anyway, uh, Doc, I gotta tell you something. Please. I love you, but you just made the list. You just made the list. Mindless now. Yes, the list of sexy men in the galaxy far, far away. Hells yeah. Uh, we do a segment here called "You Just Made the List." Where we go over lists that we find on the internet regarding Star Wars. So, Doc, I have one, two, three, four topics here. Um, you tell me which one you want to do first. We have every Star Wars game developed uh, from Fallen Order to. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the next one. The twelve best Star Wars books ever written. Okay, here we go. All right, I like, you go I like first. Because I like to, I'm, I'm a reader. Okay, the Darth Bane trilogy. So that's three books right there. Okay, that talks about the Brotherhood of Darkness, the Army of Sith, the Wage War against the Galactic Republic of the Jedi. Good. Uh, the Rule of Two. Master and Apprentice. This is the Qui-Gon Jinn and, uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi book. 
Um, Darth Plagueis, the tragedy Darth Plagueis the Wise, most iconic series of books. Shatterpoint, which is uh, Mace Windu on the Jedi Council, starred in this Clone Wars era novel. Sorum returned to his homeworld of uh, Haroon Kyle. Is that EU or is that uh, is That's, that canon? It looks like it's EU to me. I think okay. I don't know. Just to give you a date as to when it landed, the Jedi trial. Uh, one of the most important story developments between Attack of the Clones and the Revenge of the Sith is Anakin's trial to become a Jedi Knight. That sounds cool. The Dark Lord trilogy, the trilogy of novels, follows Anakin's transition to Vader before both before and after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Um, the Force Unleashed quickly became one of the most popular Star Wars video games, but the, also the story of Darth Vader's Secret Apprentice wasn't limited to the game and council. So we heard the story of Galen Marek, who's also codenamed Starkiller in this book. The Han Solo trilogy, um, which from was from AJ, AC Crispin, which was the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit, and the Rebel Dawn, which are now non-canon. It's talked about his early days, you know, prior to him hitting the Rebellion and when he was a Corellian outlaw. Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was written by Alan Dean Foster, which was the sequel, um, you know, which was the unofficial sequel to Star Wars, um, which was a, uh, you know, one of the first, but the first Star Wars book that ever came out, you know, not related to the, the movies. Um, and then Shadows of the Empire, which was talks about 1996 with um, Princess Shisor and Dash Rendar, which became a video game. And then Junior Novelization and Toys and all stuff. And they were trying to, like, bridge the gap. And then, of course, no surprise, the Thrawn trilogy, Heir to the Empire, um, Timothy Zahn's books. Um, what else? The Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, Last Command, uh, which was fantastic. And last, rounding out the list, is a little canon, not the canon novel called Lost Stars, which follows the story of two Outer Rim children who bond at an early age when their homeworld, Jalusian, joins the new galactic empire. Um, so those are the 12 Star Wars, most important influential Star Wars books. It's funny because even though it's not canon, they're saying it's influential and important, which gives here, uh, Spiro some hope. But Spiro, tough shit. Yep. We ain't got no hope. So yep. sure. and only rebellions are built on that. Exactly, not Revan. Revan's fucking washing dishes in the back of fucking uh, Chili's. Dexter's, 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 uh, Dexter's diner. Chili's. All right. Star Wars, every known Mandalorian clan and house. I thought this was interesting. Um, kind of remind me of like Game of Thrones, right? Run's house. That's whose house it is. Whose house? Run's house. All right. House Vizsla. House Vizsla was a Mandalorian house composed of different clans, including Clan Saxon, Clan Wren, but ultimately led by Clan Vizsla. Tar Vizsla is considered one of the most important members of House Vizsla, as he is one who created the Darksaber, a weapon that allowed him to join the Jedi Order and has allowed its wielder to unify and rule over the planet of Mandalore. During the time of the Galactic Republic, the head of House Vizsla, a.k.a. Pre Vizsla, uh, secretly led his own separate group called Death Watch in a secret alliance with Count Dooku. Now, do you say Dooku or Dooku? I like Dooku because it's right. more more real. Yeah, that's what I do too. Okay. Second house, House Crees. Uh, uh, house Crees is the house of Duchess Satine Crees, who played a large role in the animated Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Um, the first... When first introduced, Satine was leading the Mandalorian government 
until it was overthrown by insurrectionist group secretly aided by Darth Maul and Savage Opress. Satine was eventually executed by Maul, and the clan leadership transferred to her sister, Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan ended up driving Maul out of Mandalore with Jedi's assistance before being proclaimed regent of the planet. This was this rule was sadly sadly short-lived as Bo-Katan was then betrayed by Clan Saxon and called upon rebel assistance to retake her planet. House Cast. Bastards. House Cast, first and only appearance so far, is in the 2017 season four premiere of Star Wars Rebels. Heroes of Mandalore. The 2020 uh, Star Wars book eventually identified the house specifically. So far, only two Mandalorians, Rook Cast and Vera Slain Cast, has been identified as possible members, but nothing has been confirmed as of yet. Uh, Clan Wren. The most well-known member of Clan Wren is Sabine Wren, one of the main characters from Star Wars Rebels. Originally aligned with the Empire and Clan Saxon, Clan Wren was forced to cast Sabine out from her own home, planet, when she spoke up against the Empire. Years later, Sabine returned with the Darksaber and convinced her family to stand against the Empire back... Uh, I'm sorry. To stand against the Empire-backed Clan Saxon. After defeating Governor Gar Saxon and triggering another civil war, uh, Clan Wren joined Bo-Katan and other clans in their struggle to drive out Clan Saxon. Sabine eventually defeated uh, Gar's brother, Tibur, and offered the Darksaber, and thus the role of leader to Bo-Katan. Uh, then you had Clan Rook. Clan Rook was part of the house cast, and along with others, pledged allegiance to Bo-Katan following the Mandalorian Civil War, Clan Rook was first appeared alongside House Cast in the premiere of Star Wars Rebels Season 4. The armors colored purple, yellow, and silver, and they share the same signet as House Cast. Uh, then we have Clan Eldar. Clan Eldar, much like Clan Rook, pledged themselves to Lady Bo-Katan Kree's following the fall of Tibur Saxon as governor. Clan Eklar also joined the other similarly aligned Mandalorian clans and became part of the resistance against the Galactic Empire in the years to come. Members of Clan Eldar were... Armor clothes, I'm sorry, armor, armor colored black, green, and orange. Don't, and we forget, have, don't forget about Clan Wu. Wu Tang, baby, for the children. Uh, Clan Mudhorn. Anyone who's finished season one of the Mandalorian probably very familiar with Clan Mudhorn. Uh, this clan was formed unknowingly by the Mandalorian bounty hunter Dinjar, and after encountering rescuing Grogu, an infant creature whose species and origin are unknown, Grogu ended up using the Force, saving Dinjar's life from a mudhorn while the Mandalorian was hunting its eggs. Uh, later, while escaping remnants of the Empire, Din sought help from his armorer, 
who gave Din a jetpack and engraved the signet of a mudhorn onto his armor as a symbol of the sorry, symbol of the bond formed between him and Grogu. Okay, we're done with that article. What's your take, dude? Uh, there's a lot of clans, man. Yeah, that's it. Fucking clean clang, boom, bang. Yes. Bada bing, bada boom. A lot of clans. <laughs> and don't forget the Ku Klux Klan. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Two more lists. Do you want to go through them? The five reasons why uh, Disney should remake the prequels and why they uh, shouldn't? Sure. Why not? Nah. And then the other one is every Star Wars game in development. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll skip the game and develop the one, but let's see. Five reasons why they should remake the prequels. Remake the love story. So uh, one of the key factors in Anakin's transformation Darth Vader. Secret marriage to Padme. Um, age difference is too estranged enough. Lack of chemistry between Attack of the Clones is enough to warrant a do-over. All right. Shouldn't. The casting. The casting was great. Ewan McGregor, um, Hayden Christensen. Don't do it because of that. Number eight. Remake because of all the green screen stuff they did and the criticism they got for it. Shouldn't. The impact. So this, you know, this clearly the prequel trilogy had a big impact on the Star Wars fans and the world. Remake. Anakin backstory. When Anakin started, Skywalker's backstory was teased. Fans were excited to see where Vader came from, being created out of nothing and being placed. And his mother was not what people were expecting. And Empire Strikes Back, Yoda describes the Force as living in all things. While the Phantom Menace described midichlorians as essentially living bacteria that enables their host to manipulate the Force. Fans weren't exactly receptive. Revealing Anakin was created to be chosen one, had no father, could probably be retconned with a little negative impact. Shouldn't, because the fight scenes were dope. Remake the handling of Darth Maul. So, you know, clearly no one enjoyed him getting chopped in half and being like this weird Sith assassin. Uh, shouldn't the music, the music was fantastic. Remake Anakin's quick fall. Um, you want to see that dragged out a little bit more um, and not him just throwing his beliefs away pretty quickly. And why they shouldn't, because Emperor Palpatine was nothing more than a puppet master in the original trilogy. The prequels, however, his cunning evil and master manipulation tactics are put on full display. Um, and it's going to be difficult to replace my boy, your boy, um, Shivi Palps, the actor that played him, Ian McDermott. That list was horseshit. Horseshit. Keep going. Yes. You have anything you want to add? Let me see. Hold on a second here. Uh, anything I want to add? Uh, we talked about the great leveler, right? That uh, creature that uh, was in um, the High Republic, whatever that thing, that fucking thing was. Oh, also, um, let's chat about the Acolyte getting some production updates. So, so there's some, you know, some timeline stuff that's happening with them where they're saying that the uh, they're starting to move into pre-production for the Acolyte. Um which is neither here nor there because that's that Leslie Headland gimmick that they're doing over there with her. Yeah, they said they're going to start production or start shooting February 2022 in England in Pinewood Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you're going to mention a cast at uh, Disney Plus? Day? I would hope so. I think it makes sense for them to do it there because that's going to be the you know the sh- you know one of the shines there if we know everything else that's happening right now. Um, and also, we kind of alluded to the fact earlier that Daisy Ridley had talked about a meeting she had with Kathleen Kennedy, a lunch she had with her, and that she's also in contact, you know, almost daily, she said, with the woman who played her mother in The um, in the Last Jedi, I know, so Rise, Rise of Skywalker. So did Daisy inadvertently admit that she is um, involved in another Star Wars project here right now? Because why would them sharing literally probably two hours uh, of of uh, of production time 
um, lead to them to become, you know, besties and call each other every day and why she having lunch with KK. Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting what's going to happen at Disney Plus Day. Uh, a lot of bills, a lot of beans are going to be spilled. We're going to see a lot of stuff regarding the Book of Boba, finally. Um, a lot of news is going to fucking be brought into the limelight regarding the future projects. We might even get a, a few new shows. I wouldn't be surprised if they mentioned something about a Luke Skywalker show. Um, did you hear Indiana Jones got pushed back another year? I did not hear that, actually. The Marvel movies all got pushed back a few months. And just because, they, just because of COVID? I don't know if it's because of COVID or because of the strike or because of both. But um, Indy got pushed back a whole fucking year, dude. Yeah, well, listen. Are they still using Harrison Ford for this? Yeah. Jesus um, Christ, that guy just wants to cash those fucking those paychecks. I thought you, you you would think that he would be like, enough of this shit already, I'm done. Uh, he loves this character, from what I hear. Um, I'm, I've heard that the reason why they also pushed it back, and this is just hearsay, is because they're trying to do rewrites because people are pissed about all the rumors that got leaked regarding this movie. I don't know if you heard any of them, have you? I have not, no. Do you want me to say any? Please shoot him. Okay. Originally, the the rumors were stated that the movie's gonna was going to involve time travel through Stonehenge and portals and stuff like that, right? Uh, yep. Phoebe Waller, L three three seven actress, is going to be playing some kind of reporter. She's going to end up finding out about this case with Indiana Jones. She's looking for a certain artifact or whatever. And uh, this leads to Antonio Banderas' character. They go through a portal. She follows in right away. Indy was reluctant. He finally follows her. And the rumor has it that they travel through time. And old Indy meets young Indy. Oh, that's interesting. And then young Indy disappears. And then old Indy dies and gives the whip and the hat to fucking Phoebe Waller, whatever her name is. And says, oh, no, come on. Find find him. Whatever it takes, go find him. Meaning finding young Indiana Jones. And then she puts the hat on the, uh, the whip, and you hear the fucking music playing, and I think um, that's that. But supposedly... Oh, and, we, and we got a woke, uh, you know, the chick who's going to be Indiana Jones now? Uh, yeah, she's going to take the mantle, and supposedly something happens where because she doesn't find Indy, then none of the indie stories ever fucking happen. And it's allegedly that it's going to be a fucking retcon. And she's going to be the first Indiana Jones taking the mantle because Indy never existed to begin with. Like, like we need to do that? Really? I don't know if it's true, bro. This is the rumors. It could that, be very true. It could be not true. That Who sounds knows? extremely stupid. Sounds shitty. That's just me. It sounds shitty. Um worse than crystal skulls if that's going to be the fucking case yeah well that's what they were trying to pass the torch to fucking uh, shia labeouf over there how'd that work well you know what? not for nothing i thought that movie was good except for one fucking scene that and about the, the, the flying monkey scene i know when they yeah were... the fucking indiana the fucking tarzan scene but stupidity you know whatever what are you gonna do so not much 
the time travel thing has been kind of confirmed because we saw fucking gladiators. They saw pictures of gladiators, fucking Nazis, this, that, and the other on the set of Indiana Jones. So if one thing has to be true, then most likely all of it's true. I mean, look at episode nine, fucking uh, Rise of Skywalker. All the leaks were true. Yep, smoke fire, baby. So who knows? But I hope that's not the case. Um, so that's the reason why allegedly it's been fucking pushed back a year. And supposedly Kathleen Kennedy's in fucking deep water. They're not going to renew her contract. Her contract's over in two weeks. And speaking of over. And they haven't mentioned anything about signing her for an extension. Uh, or anything. Listen, I'll believe it when I see it. So well, we have two weeks, bro. It's at the end of October. So oh, and then, then we're going to be throwing a fucking quite the Halloween party. Yeah, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Hell yeah. All right, brother. Russell. Anything else? That's it, brother. Take it home. Spiro, where the heck can find you at? Besides doing Jimmy T's laundry. Yeah, man. It's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have You know, there's other guys doing doing things there uh you got wrestling shows you got fucking doomsday prepper shows uh on instagram spiro underscore a darth underscore spirit on and that's it guys interesting that was great spiro thanks you're up find me at dr dr underscore destroyo d-e-s-t-r-r-o-y-o instagram alex royo md twitter alex royo on facebook Find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter, Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Go subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, all that. Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon. Right in time for the holidays, go get your GGP t shirts. They make great stuck, uh, stuffing stockers and stuffing stockers. <laughs> and we have fucking. Uh, great gifts. You stuff your fucking turkeys with them. Whatever. There's going to be a lot of disappointed children out there. Mommy, yeah. why is this funny ball Greek man on my shirt? Uh. Um, but you can find me the 30th of October, upstate New York, bringing the Alpha and Omega Inevitable Tour to Immortal Championship Wrestling, where I'll be defending my three championships, the Ronin Championship, the Alpha Championship Wrestling Championship, and the Immortal Championship against seasoned veteran and great wrestler Slick Wagner Brown. Now, uh, I'm looking forward to that. You can also find me on the 6th of November in Virginia, a Virginia Championship Wrestling, where I'll be wrestling Philip Brown for his VCW United States Liberty Championship. I'm looking to add that to the collection of championships I already have. And on the 13th, I'll be in uh, Jersey for Tri-State Wrestling Alliance. TWA is coming back, and I'll be smacking around Sean Carr in the main event. And back on the 20th, into Immortal, where now it's been uh, announced, Vicky Carrera will be on the card. So excuse me. But anyhow, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for giving us your time. Hopefully, we entertained you. We enlightened you. But most importantly, we did our job, and that's get Star Wars more over with you, the fans, and not get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. Uh, this has been another exciting edition of the Ninfosoda for Soda Life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new 
force. Order. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No. I am your father. Laugh <laughs> it up, fuzzball. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and the traitor. Take her away! Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Over a thousand generations of Jedi Knights and Guardians of Peace and Justice in the Old Republic. You were the chosen one! Send them, you would destroy this, and not join them! Bring balance to the force! Not leave it in darkness! You were my brother, Anakin! I loved you! 